0: I made it to Wednesday, hump day of a number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, George Truly, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown, Alabama magazine. And like I said on Monday, Miami in the rearview mirror, Mercer in the rearview mirror. SEC schedule starts this week for the Crimson Tide. Going down. To Ben Hill Griffin standing in the swamp in Gainesville, Florida to take on Dan Mullen and the Gators. First time the Crimson Tide will make its way down to the swamp since 2011. Crimson Tide getting the 38-10 win. During that time right there But you're rocking along with the best right here on the show Bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham Streaming you the show on YouTube Speaking of the channel Go ahead right now, drop that thumbs up Give a like on the show Hit that subscribe button Turn all of those notifications on Hit that bell so that way You can have all of your updates, alerts News, notes, information on your favorite program That being Alabama football As always we got the show is streaming to you also on Facebook and Twitter as well. So all forms of social media got you well taken care of. We got quite a few things to dive into here this evening. Today, a little bit later on in the show, we'll be joined by Zach Goodall, who covers the Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated. We're going to go behind enemy lines right now to talk about what awaits the Crimson Tide in Gainesville, so that'll be a fun conversation. Got my man John Ivory in the production studio right now, doing his things, doing his thing as always. Gotta shut up my man right there, and we want to hear from you Tide Nation on this evening. And You can do this by calling 205-448-1358 That is the number right there, and let your voice be heard on the show. 205- 448-1358 And one more time, 205- 448-1358, the Daily Super Chat go. $75. Daily Super Chat going. appreciate the love from all of you helping us out here on the show. But getting into topic number one here at the conversation, that is Will Anderson versus the field. In a sense of uh, Will Anderson plays against Florida, how will that affect the Gators? Versus if Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner have to go and Will Anderson stay How will that affect Alabama in going against Florida? Now, as of right now, the update remains the same on the talented sophomore outside linebacker. The Crimson Tide still have him listed as day-to-day. And encouragement that he practiced on Tuesday. He had Monday off, practiced on Tuesday practice today, and just depending on how he looked today, will go a long way into him playing this weekend against Florida. Now, we know with Will Anderson on the field, Alabama has an experienced guy against the Gators. We, I mean, Anderson played against Florida last year, had a good showing against Florida in the SEC Championship, a couple of sacks in that matchup. So we know with him on the field, you're not only getting the experience, but you're getting The pass rushing, you're getting the run stopping, you're getting him uh, affecting the quarterback. We know Florida is going to be bringing in two running quarterbacks in this matchup with Anthony Richardson, the freshman, and the experience of Emory Jones. But when you have a guy like a Will Anderson starting in this game, uh, he can frustrate the passing game. He can affect the passing game. He can sack the quarterback. He can collapse the pocket. He can bait the signal caller into making some poor choices on the field. And those poor choices will result in turnovers just due to not only does he have the experience at that jack linebacker position, but now he knows even more of what his role is on the field as well as the roles of his teammates on the field. So uh, we, we all know Will Anderson playing, Will Anderson out there, it's a big deal. He's got the experience, he's got the tools, he's got the physicality, he's got the pass rush moves. He brings everything possible to the table to make this uh, a successful ball game for the Alabama defense. So he practiced today, uh, he practiced yesterday, just depending on how he continues to look out here. uh, Good chance to play in this matchup against uh, Florida on Saturday. Now, of course, Coach Saban, It's about to get into his press conference right now, so our own Patrick Dow, breaking news reporter for TDA, is in that press conference as we get news from Patrick uh, concerning one Will Anderson. We'll provide that to you. Also, Coach Saban will have his weekly radio show, Hey Coach, on Thursday, and if news is provided from that venue on the sophomore outside linebacker, we'll get that to you also as well. But as we look at here now, Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner in the event that Saban may want to hold off on Anderson, make sure he's really, really good here uh, for games to come in the SEC slate here for Alabama. We take our attention to Chris Braswell and uh, Dallas Turner. Both of these two guys would get that look, would get that opportunity. So starting this thing off here with Chris Braswell, I mean, he's got five-star pedigree, he came in from uh, the Maryland area, St. Francis Academy, in the 2020 class, a five-star. And, you know, he's got big-time talent at 6'3", 240 pounds. We saw it in the spring. We saw it in summer workouts. We saw it in fall camp. We saw it last week against Mercer. Braswell made some plays, including a block punt that was returned by Jace McClellan for a touchdown. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Steven, but he ain't Will Anderson, though. Steven, but he ain't 31. Steven, but he ain't the Terminator. Steven, but he's just not Will. And I get that. Chris Braswell is not Will Anderson. But at the same time, you want to have these guys get these reps and get these opportunities. The best way for players to improve, the best way for players to get better, the best way for players to have that success is for those guys to get those reps, you know, on the field. And if if you're not going to be able to go with a Will Anderson, then you got to have that confidence in a Chris Braswell out there affecting the quarterback. Now, the good thing with Braswell is, And going back to the spring, uh, just using Bryce Young here, for example. Bryce Young, an athletic dual-threat quarterback, much like Emory Jones of Florida, much like Anthony Richardson of Florida. In the spring, we saw Chris Braswell, five tackles, three of those for loss, three sacks, he got around the offensive line, he affected Bryce Young in the passing game, even forced a fumble that was recovered by Jalen Moody. For a touchdown. So Braswell's got speed. Braswell's got quick feet. Braswell has pass rush moves. CB has got explosiveness coming off the edge. So if given the chance, if given the opportunity, he can make plays. If given the, uh, the, the go-ahead, he can make plays out there on the field in winning the edge, setting the edge, forcing plays back in the middle so the rest of the teammates can make the tackle or setting that edge and still being able to make those plays on the outside to corral and to affect the passing game of Florida. So that's Braswell. Then when you look at Dallas Turner, this is a homecoming for him. Turner played at two of the most prestigious powerhouse programs, high school programs in the, sunsh- in the uh, sunshine state. When you discuss St. Thomas Aquinas high school in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and, um, Uh, American Heritage High School, American Heritage coached by Patrick Sertan. So, uh, Turner knows what's up. Turner knows what it is. This is somebody at 6'4", 245 pounds. And uh, remembering in the 2021 recruiting cycle what he said, he saw... Will Anderson make a lot of plays as a freshman last year. And for Turner, it it became for him, if Anderson can do it, I can do it. If Anderson can do it, I'm going to come to Alabama and show that I can do the same thing. I can give off the same essence, the same vibe, the same production, the same numbers. Uh, Seeing uh, the, the motivation that Will Anderson provided him, That sparked Turner, that inspired Turner to come to uh, the Crimson Tide. And he had very strong uh, summer workout, very strong fall camp. He got out there a little bit against Mercer, made some some plays out there, made some noise out there. So I feel like even with if Anderson were not able to go and you would have a Braswell or you would have a uh, Dallas Turner worked in, this would be good for Alabama because – It would get some young, fresh guys uh, even more opportunities in an SEC uh, big-time matchup right here. But also, it would allow these two to unleash their talents. They're both quick. They're both violent. They're both nasty. They're both big-time. Going back to Dallas Turner, prior to the— Delta strand of the COVID virus happening and uh, the media got shut down again from going to uh, the practices. When we were out there or or when I was out there, there was one particular practice where Sal Sanceri was getting on everybody. He was getting on Will Anderson. He was getting on Christopher Allen. He was getting on Drew Sanders. He was getting on Chris Braswell. He wanted to see you know, who's got the violence, who's got the violent hand strike, who's got the pass rush moves, who's got the hands that can stick it to a guy, can make plays, and can bend around, and can get quickly around and affect the quarterback, affect the passing game, and mean business out there on the field. And, Dallas Turner, number 15, he took the drill. He came across the little pass rush back, and he knocked the graduate assistant five yards to the other side of the field. And all of a sudden, Steve, all of a sudden, Sal Sanceri goes, who the heck was that? Who was that? Who was that? 15? Turner? That's violent. I like that. Do what he's doing. Whatever he did, do what he's doing. And from that moment, I left going, hey, Dallas Turner. Is going to have an opportunity to do a little something, something. Dallas Turner is going to have a chance to show what he can provide on the field. So it's it's going to be interesting here because you you got, you know, Thursday's walkthrough, you got Friday's walkthrough and and trip over to uh, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville. So We shall definitely see what happens. I know we all want Will Anderson on the field, and that's just a fact. You know, you want your guys healthy out there. You want your guys with experience out there. You want your guys to play in marquee games out there. They know what to do. They know how to handle the crowd noise and the pressure and the anxiety and the adrenaline that's going to be happening there inside the swamp. So for those reasons, you want Anderson out there on the field. And for the mere fact that, you know, the the pass rush ability that he provides. He was good. He was really good against Miami, whipping up on the uh, the Hurricanes offensive line. Prior to getting hurt, you know, in the uh, the game against Mercer last week, he was having success there, whipping up on the Mercer offensive line. So, you want to have Will Anderson out there most definitely. But at the same time, if Saban feels like, you know, we want to make sure he's good, good, and – Saban, for every injured player, Saban asks that guy, can you go? Do you feel good? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel ready? But training staff can say, Saban, he's good to go. The medical staff can say, Saban, he's good to go. But Saban is going to always ask that player, are you good? Do you feel like mentally and physically you can go out there and give us the effort and give us the production and give us what we need to win this football game. He's going to put it on that player to answer that question. So, Will Anderson says, Coach, I'm good. I feel like I can go. I feel like I can do this. I'm ready. You will see 31 out there on the field. If there is a little hint of doubt, then say we'll say, you know what? There's a little hint of doubt there. We're going to hold you another week. Let's let's put Chris Braswell out here. Let's work in Dallas Turner in here and let's see what these two young guys or this combination of these two young guys can do on the field here against Florida. But, uh, like I mentioned, Saban in the press conference right now. Should he give more updates on Anderson, we will provide those to you. But, of course, on Thursday, he will have his show, Hey Coach, uh, the weekly radio show. If things are provided from that press conference or from that show, on Anderson will get those to you as well. But just kind of wanted to give a conversation here on Will Anderson or, or, or the field. The injury was Better. The injury was not as bad as what people thought it would be. So it's a positive that Anderson practiced today. He practiced Tuesday. Just looking forward to seeing, you know if he's going to be able to take that field here against Florida on Saturday. But, folks, that leads us to our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we go to the phone guys to take your phone calls, your thoughts, your ideas, your viewpoints, your super chats, your questions. We get to a conversation with you guys, the Bama Nation, right after this. You're watching
1: In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up.
2: This is a former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide.
0: Yes, we are back into the action here, folks, from the break on Wednesday, hump day number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama magazine, that daily Super Chat go, people $75 daily. Super Chat go. appreciate the love from all of you helping us out here on the show now. Our own breaking news reporter, Patrick Dowd, just finished with the Nick Saban press conference on today and Saban, no new updates, no new information on Anderson. So still listed as day-to-day, the talented sophomore outside linebacker. For the game against Florida. Now, once again, he will have his Hey Coach radio show on tomorrow. If anything comes out of that, where Saban may say, you know, Anderson's going to play, or whatever may happen, we will provide you with those updates there but as we're going to get into the phone lines right now to take your calls call segment brought to you by the blue wrench gang 205-448-1358 that's number right there to let your voice be heard on the show 205-448-1358 we grab a call right here you're live on the show on a wednesday what's going on how you feeling state your name and where you calling from
4: Hey, what's up, Mr. Smith? This is uh, Christian Ballard from Ballard Sports Media calling from Coleman, Alabama. Roll Tide.
0: What's going on, Chris? How you feeling, my man?
4: I'm feeling great, man. And I'll say the defense this year has definitely been the key factor for Alabama. And that's not to take anything away from what Bryce Young is doing, clearly, but one thing that does stand out to me, I, I just, at least for last weekend, Bryce didn't really take any sacks, but he was pressured at times um, in the game. And it just looked like there were some weaknesses and and some, you know, small moments in the game where it looked like the O-line just wasn't playing to their full potential. And if there is a weakness that I think I see, it is not – and I'm not trying to call the players out. I don't know if it was coaching or if it was just me, but it just seemed like at times, man, Bryce Young had some pressure on him. Now, he handled it well, but going forward with defenses, uh, I mean, say whatever you might want to about Florida, but, I mean, down the road with teams, we got Ole Miss, we got Auburn, we got A&M. I mean, there's some tough teams out there that I just think, you know, the O-Light's is going to have to pick it up just a little bit. But overall, I love what I'm seeing from this year's team especially on the defense. I know it's been a few years since it's kind of looked like truly this good because I know we've had our fair share of losses with LSU a couple years ago, uh, some iron balls where defense was a key factor in it, but it looks like it's getting back.
0: Absolutely, Chris, it is. And uh, just going back to the offensive line, that group took ownership this past week. That, that group put it on itself. Uh, Chris Owens was, was very ticked off with of himself in the press conference. The offensive line knew it did not put its best work on tape against Mercer and they're challenging themselves this week. Doug Marone is challenging them this week. Uh, Nick Saban has challenged them this week. So uh, expect to see a much better uh, performance from the offensive line because they know what they're capable of. Appreciate my man Chris for that call there. We take our next call here on the show. You're live right now on a Wednesday night with your man Stephen M. Smith. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name Where'd you calling from
2: well yeah, steven this is waylon from Jasper, Alabama's alabama the old president here i've been looking here in the chat boy we got the gator fans coming out hey when you got the gator fans on the chat and on the show you know you're doing something right steven so hey we're gonna have to make, maybe send you a a big old trophy down there or something you drawing them out of the wish, uh, out of the bushes down there in florida they're coming out they want alabama i'll tell you it may be a tough game saturday i don't know i hope not i hope alabama goes in down there and Ooh, he brings back a couple of them gators. I we can have us a new pair of boots, a wallet, and a belt. I tell you, you look good one of them gator belts. Stephen, what do you think about that?
0: I mean, Wayne, I'm trying to figure out where would I put the trophy. <laughs> like, where would I put it? I mean, not a whole bunch of space, space. So I'm trying to figure out if I, if I did have the trophy, where in the world would I put it? <laughs>
2: Well, wow, we'll have to get we'll have to find your spot down there. When you go to drawing them out of the woodwork from other schools, you got to have something, there, boy. You got to have a trophy, some kind of plaque or something. I'm telling you what, I may have to call Mr. By, see if we can't get something going here. But anyway, I'm gonna get out of here right quick. Everybody's looking good there in the chat, cities, towns, countries, and states. I tell you, TDA appreciates everyone, even Wayland does too. We love everybody. So, all oh, y'all be safe. We try to be back here on Friday, and uh, we'll try to enjoy the ball game Saturday and hope everything comes out. Hope Will Anderson gets to play Saturday and losing Will Anderson and Chris Allen on defense, that's devastating. Boy, I tell you what, it is stuff uh, It really makes me sick to my stomach. But anyway, let's say a prayer for him and let's all be back on Friday. I love all of you. Bye-bye,
0: everyone. Appreciate the call there from Wayne here on the show. And as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts, in 205-448-1358, one more time, 205-448-1358. We're going to switch to this right here. You know, there's, there's been some great moments in the Alabama Florida rivalry going back to the nineteen nineties to you know the, the early two thousands and where we are right now and just kind of some of my top five moments or my top five moments in the rivalry at number five. I gotta go with that two thousand and eight SEC championship game. Alabama Had the players to win that game, probably not the belief, but had the players. When you talk about John Parker Wilson, Glenn Coffey, Mark Ingram, Julio Jones, just a a lot of great players, and Alabama, at one point in that game, took a 17-10 to to lead, and, you know, unfortunately, Tim Tebow came back and had some of his Tebow stuff, you know, and put the Superman cape on, as as you would say, and, you know, won the matchup 31-20, to and Florida went on to play for the national championship that was 08, and then you know that the, the uh, number four one for me would be the 1999 stunner, overtime stunner at Bent Hill Griffin Stadium. I mean, what a performance by Andrew Zhao in that game. Andrew Zhao, Sean Alexander, over 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Carter and Freddie Mellons went off in that game. I mean, Terry Jones Jr., the tight end, went off in that game. I mean, just so many players had a big time factor in that ball game, getting the 40 to 39 win for Bama. Over Florida in '99, number three for me would be the 1992 inaugural inaugural SEC championship game, where I mean Alabama saved its perfect season and Roy Kramer's job as the commissioner of the conference because if that didn't go right. Good night, Irene. When you talk about Roy Kramer, I mean he was a mastermind behind the BCS uh, system there and put the SEC into uncharted waters, uncharted territory. But, you know, the Bama defense, you know, bailed them out there. Antonio Langham with that pick six off Shane Matthews bringing it to the house inside the the legendary Legion field. 28-21 victory there for the tie. Big games from Derek Lassick, from Curtis Brown, from David Deuce Palmer. Uh, Jay Barker had two touchdown passes on the 92 inaugural SEC title game would be number three. Number two for me was last year's SEC title game. I mean, uh, the job that that Mac Jones did, Najee Harris did, Devontae Smith did, you know, the, three, the three horsemen on offense, that, that they did their thing out there. John Mechie with that booming hit on Trey Dean. Whew, I can still hear that hit to this day. That was a heat seeking missile, man. Good God. Was that John Metro? Was that Reuben Foster? Still can't tell who that was out there wearing that number eight jersey. But, you know, Bama, Florida, close matchup. Bama got the 52 to 46 win. And then last but not least, the 2009 SEC Championship game, the one that started it all, where Bama came back and got that revenge. I mean, Greg McElroy played a great game. Uh, Mark Ingram over 100 yards rushing. Great performances by everybody. The defense made Tim Tebow feel very, very uncomfortable. And Alabama got the 32 to 13 win, stripping the power from the Gators in terms of controlling the SEC in college football. And also Alabama would go on to win its first national championship of the coach saving era but those just be my five greatest moments from the Alabama Florida rivalry we're going to actually go to a break right now on the show don't touch that dial because when we get back we'll be joined live by my man Zach Goodall to talk about to go behind the enemy lines and break down the Gators here you'll hear from Zach right after this (music)
3: I'm Malachi Moore, and you're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M.
1: Smith on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube channel.
3: look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine man wait till I turn up this year I'm gonna be on the front cover but what if Will goes off or Joe DeMarco Chris Tim don't wait order now at
1: touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today Christian
0: we are back into the action here, folks, from the break on a Wednesday hump day, number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Guys, shout out Gucci Todd with that $5 donation, helping us out on the show. Appreciate the love from Gucci Todd as always. Daily super chat goes $75, daily super chat going. Appreciate the love from all of you fans, helping us out, making this your show on the youtube channel here but we go to the in my own words hotline we pick up the man covering the florida gators taking us behind enemy lines one time right here my man zach goodall covering the gators beat rider for sports illustrated zach this is a highly anticipated game appreciate you being on the show man how you feeling i've been great
5: thank you for having me on i'm uh, i'm excited to break this down with you you got me amped up already
0: I mean, we we, we, got to have you amped up, Zach. We got to have you ready to go. It's like, enter the Sandman. We got to have you ready to go. This is like WWE, you know, Monday Night Raw. This is what this is. You're walking into a wrestling ring right here. But Zach, when you look at Florida's offense, you know first and foremost, there's a lot of juice in Gainesville right now. There's a lot of uh, excitement going on in the swamp. You know, Florida feels like this is a, a firm opportunity. You know, for us to to uh, hosting the Crimson Tide and to pull out. You know, this win. Steve Spurrier talking about upset. Shane Matthews, former Florida quarterback, talking about upset. You've got Brenton Cox saying. You you Was know, Alabama really ready for us? But for Florida, it all starts with over two quarterbacks. You got Emory Jones, but this Anthony Richardson, this freshman from Gainesville, Florida. What kind of sets him apart, and how uh, you know he can actually provide more for Florida's offense than one Emory Jones? Well, you're right.
5: Florida is entering this matchup uh you know, very excited for it, for a lack of a better term. I mean, they've kind of bought into the idea that they really only lost the SEC championship by six points, six points away from a college football playoff appearance for the first time Florida since its inception. Um, you go back and watch that game, and yes, it was close for decent periods of time, including the end. At the same time, you know, I'm I'm not sure Florida's in a position yet where you know, Brenton Cox can be making the saying is, is Alabama ready for us because they were last time around and. You know, obviously they want to change that this time. That will very largely depend, as you said, on the quarterback position. They've got two guys in there right now, uh, Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson. They are uh, they aren't what Kyle Trask brought to the offense last year. The guy that, you know, big reason why Florida did only lose by six points in that SEC championship game for the way he was composed in the pocket, distributed the ball with accuracy and timing emory jones and anthony richardson are different you know they both got a ton of arm power a lot of arm talent they're still learning figuring out reads i mean we've seen emory jones throw four interceptions so far through two games and that is a cause for concern at the same time he can make plays happen with his arm he can make plays happen with his legs he's in his fourth year in the system so the team trusts him at this point that being said you, you you look at anthony richardson man and it's hard to pick apart exactly what he's doing wrong. The the coaching staff, you know, they see more than we do. Uh, They're there in practice. They see the reads that he might not be picking up on. But you look at him last week against USF. He's the first quarterback in – like, first FBS quarterback in 25 years to go over 100 yards rushing, over 150 yards passing, with a 100% completion percentage. I mean, he's just doing things that of all the talented quarterbacks that have come through college football in the past couple of years – We've really not seen someone do it so dynamically and efficiently. And of course, you have to understand the talent level he's playing against. It's certainly not Alabama, but there's a ton of intrigue there. And of course, you know, everyone's going to be looking towards his hamstring injury to make sure that he's good to go. As long as he is, you know, he's a weapon that Alabama has to account for.
0: If you're just tuning into the show here, folks, on a Wednesday on In My Own Word, George Truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, we're joined here by Zach Goodall covering the Florida Gators beat Rider for Sports Illustrated. Now, Zach, Dan Mullen, this is a big game for Dan Mullen, that there are a lot of Florida fans that feel like, did we make the right hire? when we brought Coach Mungin in from Mississippi State. You have Florida fans that go, when will we get back to the years of Steve Spurry? When will we ever get back to the magic times of, of Urban Meyer? It was Dan Mungen the right hire? So this is a big moment for him. This is a big game for him. Uh, how do you see him kind of opening up this offense and trying to attack Alabama early? Well,
5: he keeps hinting this uh, two-quarterback system where he wants to literally have two of them on the field at the same time. He says we've not seen that yet. And besides a last-second Hail Mary against FAU where Anthony Richardson lined up at receiver, uh, he's right. We haven't seen that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) I won't get my hopes up too high, but that's something that would be fun to see. Uh, I think that they're going to want to hit or hone in on the short-passing game make sure Emory Jones can create some confidence for himself with easy checks, easy looks that Alabama does give him. It's just, you know, it's easier said than done. It's Alabama to Nick Saban defense. And for a quarterback, you know, who is going to be their starter this Saturday, for sure in Emory Jones, to see the struggles he's had against these, you know, lower level teams to start the year, you are a bit concerned. And with that, you know, not only will they try and go with the short passing game and try and not put a ton of stress on Jones's plate, they'll continue to depend on the run game. I mean, they're the nation's number one rushing attack right now. They went for over 400 against FAU, another 370 or so against USF. They've got a five deep running back room at this point. They've got two quarterbacks that are true dual threats with the ball in their hands that can make stuff happen. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Florida come out and run the ball early and often.
0: As we flip this thing over here to the defense here, Zach, for just a moment, you, you look at this group, you look at Todd Grantham, who is a uh, blitz specialist. He loves bringing pressure, whether it's up the middle, whether it's around the end, whether it's off you know, the corner spot, it doesn't matter where the pressure comes from, Todd Grantham dials up pressures and after seeing you know Miami bring some pressure and get to Bryce Young after seeing you know Mercer in the first quarter bring some pressure get to Bryce Young how often uh, or or how much do you look at Todd Grantham saying let's test this Alabama offensive line let's see how good they really are how much pressure how many blitz packages could we potentially see uh, from Todd Grantham in this game?
5: Uh, I certainly think we'll see him try. I mean, that's something that Todd Grantham loves to do is put pressure on the quarterback. And he said that he wants to pair it with, you know, being a very strong press coverage team. Now, we haven't really seen that so far. They've they've run some mix and match man co- uh, concepts. Kyrie Elam is certainly a guy that likes to come up and press. But we've also seen a lot of off-man. We've seen a lot of zone coverage. So Florida's really going to have to depend on this pass rush to get after a young quarterback. You look at Brenton Cox, who's not really been – at a 100% level in terms of just his performance, given I, I would put that on his foot surgery that he had during the offseason. Uh, you look for him to step up. They've got a deep rotation there of guys that have done some things well, but have yet to you know, really put together a full dominant performance in their time at Florida in a game besides Zach Carter. I mean, Zach Carter is the guy that this defensive line really revolves around. He's had three sacks against FAU uh, in week one. But they're going to need the interior to create things for Carter and company on the edge. Uh, They're going to need more from Cox. They're going to need more from their rotation to get to Young. Otherwise, you know, if he's got those off-man corners on one side, they can run quick slants. They can run bang eights on an RPO and get the ball to their receivers quickly, stress out Florida's defense, make them a bit tired, and then make that rush a bit ineffective.
0: Last quick one here on, on, on our end, Zach. We're talking to Zach Goodall covering the Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated. Zach, Britton Cox, uh, Dan Mung in Florida make this game interesting, very interesting uh, if, and what's the one if to make it interesting?
5: One way that Florida can make it interesting? Yes. Um, I'm really curious to see who can step up and stop the way that Florida runs the ball from Alabama's side of the ball. Um, especially with the injuries they've had at edge rusher. And obviously all eyes right now will be on Will Anderson and what can happen there. If not, you know, they could have some young talent coming into the game, some guys that I remember covering when Florida was trying to recruit them. But, you know, Alabama kind of takes who they want at that point. Dallas Turner out of St. Thomas Aquinas is a guy I'm really interested to see if he does play meaningful snaps in this game due to the injuries at edge rusher. But not even just edge rusher as a whole. I mean, you see Alabama, they replenish talent on the defensive line like no other. That being said, they lost Christian Barmore last year, either late first round, early second round pick. Really talented run defender, guy that can also create against the pass. If Florida's going to depend on the run game in this game like they have to start the year, it, it's going to be who can step up for Alabama and make it stop because Florida's got Like I said earlier, they've got two quarterbacks that can run the ball. They can do it different ways. I would argue that Jones is a bit more elusive where uh, Richardson can be more powerful and they've got the same thing at running back. They've got an elusive guy in Malik Davis, a power rusher in, uh, in Damian Pierce, a smaller guy who can kind of do it all in Naquan Wright, and then two previous transfers that are speedsters in DeMarcus Bowman and Lorenzo Lingard. So I think that that matchup, as long as Florida can get it going early, can be in their favor. And if that is in their favor, if they can control the clock, then suddenly they've got a game against Alabama.
0: He is Zach. Good on, ladies and gentlemen, covering the Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated, coming on here to give us the lowdown here on what to expect in the swamp on Saturday between Alabama and Florida. From the Florida side of things, Zach, has always, been appreciate you coming on. Stay safe, my man. Be good. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the game. Absolutely, man. Thank you so
5: much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Zach Goodall covering the Florida Gators for Sports Illustrated. Good little conversation right there. We're going to take a break right now, Bamination, but don't touch that dad. When we return, we get back to you, back to the phone lines, back to your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your conversations and interaction with you guys after this.
1: Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on in my own words with Stephen M. Smith brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace.
0: We are back in from the break on the number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine here on a Wednesday hump day. We're going to get to a couple of super chats. we a few super chats before we go to the phone lines right now. So how about Cliff Reese with that $5 donation? Appreciate the love there for my man Cliff Reese. We got Gucci tied again with another $5 donation. We got my man Tobias, big cash money, Brutkins with that 12. God <laughs> donations. So appreciate the love from Tobias Brookins, Gucci Todd and Cliff Reese helping us out right there. Cliff Reese, I mean, Gucci Tide, another $5 there. So another 5 coming in <laughs> there from Gucci Tide. There's always, Bam that daily Super Chat Go, $75 daily. Super Chat Go, appreciate the love from all of you. We go to the phone lines right now to take your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in right there, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right here. You're live on the show. How you feeling? What's going on? State your name and where you calling from. I say it's great to be a Florida Gator. Said it's great to be
7: a Florida Gator. I'm calling from Tallahassee, baby. Hey, Anthony Richardson throws for four touchdowns, runs for two. Heisman, front runner after this game, man. I'm freaking pumped. I'm driving. I'm making my trek. I'm tailgating. This Friday, hope to see everybody out there. Florida, big-time win on national stage, 44-34 Gators. Gator Bay.
0: Wow. Got Florida fans calling in. 44-34 is his prediction in favor of Florida. I think he said he had an Anthony Richardson John for four touchdowns. He got Anthony Richardson for four touchdowns. Wow, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean you want him confident, right? You want them confident going into this matchup right here. 205-448-1358, number to call in. We take this call right here. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Before I
3: do that, I got a song. You're going to hate to be
0: a Florida
3: Gator after Saturday because we about to put it on. Man, Set that crap up with them Gator fans. Man, it's your boy Coach Smooth, a.k.a. Senator Hyde. You already know. I'm about 30 because I'm sick of these Gator fans. Man, they don't even know if Richardson is the quarterback. There's like the Dan Mullen is doing the Dan Mullen at the, you know, the peak of his doggones, you know, of the Dan Mullen in, uh, theory, conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. He bought the Dan Mullen some stuff. I, I mean, Steven, I honestly – I honestly hope that Will Anderson – um, we don't we don't push him out there because I think we got a chance to show how deep we are at that at good point. At, uh, this good deep point. The defensive front. I I really I really think we have a chance to show these guys how deep we are this season. Oh, the uh, Florida offensive line looks terrible. They look terrible. Emory Jones not as accurate as I thought he could be. I didn't think I thought Emory Jones would be a lot uh, more polished than what he's looked over the past two weeks. But guys, uh to be honest, I, I, I really got Bama by at least at least three scores. I got Bama by three scores and that's that's like pulling away early and just holding on. It's gonna be a boring game by the by the end of the third quarter. Um I just don't see those guys hanging. And if, if Richardson can't go, they really stuck because Jones is gonna play right into what our defense is built for. And that's uh getting you off platform and, and capitalizing on closing space. That's what that's what our defensive line is trained to do. You know, getting you out of the pocket and closing that space quick. So, um, controlling run gaps, uh, it's it just, I don't see it happening, man. Their defense didn't look impressive. Um, they just haven't played anybody, honestly. And uh, it's going to be ugly, Steve. It's going to be ugly.
0: Appreciate my man, Senator, right there for those thoughts here on the line here talking about Alabama, Florida for this week. We take our next call right here. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
8: Yeah, my name is Ricky. I'm from Coleman, Alabama, and I'm getting sick and tired of these damn Gator fans running their mouths acting like they got what it takes. I'm done with it. Even without Will Anderson this weekend, even without Will Anderson this weekend, Alabama's going to walk into Gainesville and spank that ass. That's what's going to happen, and that's all I got to say. Appreciate the call there, Ricky
0: from Coleman, laying down the law, (laughs) dropping the mic right there, Ricky from Coleman. Like that, like that, like that. 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in, people. 205-448-1358. If you got an opinion, you need to be ringing that phone. 205-448-1358. Alabama getting into SEC play this weekend against Florida. But – We're going to shift to this right here. A big kudos to Dre Kirkpatrick, former Alabama defensive back, Dre Kirkpatrick, who is back in the NFL. He has signed with the San Francisco 49ers. He has bounced around some of his career, started off with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He has been with the Arizona Cardinals, but now – you know, my man, with the San Francisco 49ers getting that opportunity to be a part of that 49er defensive backfield, that, you know, the, the defense already has people like, you know, Nick Bosa on there. So when you got a guy like Nick Bosa, Along with you know other big time factors in that defense, adding a veteran like a Drake Kirkpatrick, it just makes you all the more better. It just makes you all the more you know interesting out there on the West Coast. So big ups there to the one Drake Kirkpatrick. We grab a call right here though. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
7: Hey, what's going on, Big Steve? It's Tobias, man.
0: My man, Big is What's going guy. on, brother? Hey.
7: Man, it's going good, man, and I man, I just want you to know, man, you got people out here praying for you, bro. I I I get so inspired when I, I hear you get to answer ask your questions on these shows. I think you got the last question at that other press conference. I'll check out and see what happened today and, and you coming on with uh Paul Feinbaum and all that man, man, I just hope you just go you and your team go all the way to the top, man. That's what we're praying because... It's good, clean, um, and wholesome stuff you do, man. But I'm with the rest of my Bama guys, man. These people calling in, and I'm glad they call in because it makes the show bigger. And I hope all the other teams call in. But come on, man. They just came out with a ranking that said Florida is in the top five public institutions for intelligence, academia, and all of that. So I don't know why they ain't smart enough to know they about to get beat down this weekend. They have to know with all of their scientists and all of that. They have to know Steve that it is going down and it's going to be bad. Nick Saban is on a tear right now. I do know that with Bryce, I cannot wait to see how our guy handles it. He has that Jalen hurt spirit with a little bit of tour Accuracy, seemingly like it'll grow to that place, and
0: I ain't worried about Will
7: Anderson. That's the guy; he's the beast. But man, I'm looking at the rest of them. I mean, Henry, Christian, uh, Phil, come on, man, Byron. We, We stacked, and our secondary is coming back full, and we saw last week. That even when our two corners were out, that we got a Kool-Aid, we got the other kid, and they did a fine job. So, man, I'm just excited about this weekend. I can't wait for it. I was excited to see Ohio State go down. Um, That just did my heart good because now it's set. So all Bama got to do is keep following old St. Nick. Listen to St. Nick, kids. Don't fall into that, you know, getting, feeling yourself. As long as we don't hurt ourselves, we will be back into that playoff again. And with our depth, and everyone talking about Georgia, by the way, I don't know what this is about. But we'll be back in that playoff, and maybe we'll get a chance to see a back-to-back, which we haven't seen in a few years. So, anyway, that's all I got for you, man. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate your show.
0: Appreciate Tobias Brookins calling in right there. We take our next call. You guys lighting the phone lines up. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
8: This is Roll Tide Rob from Ohio. And we got, we got, I we got Rob fuckers. from
0: Ohio, man. What's going on, man?
8: Oh, not much. I'm a Bama fan. I was born and bred in Alabama. I've been up here for about 25 years now. And I love the Buckeyes lost this weekend. We call them the Bucknuts around here. So, uh, but it was a good year for me last year. You don't even know. I know 2020 sucked for everybody else. But for me, around uh, watching these Buckeyes go down and cry, that was the best thing for me. So, my question for you is speaking of the Bucknuts, you think they're going to let old uh, Jordan battle uh, get on there again?
0: That's that, that's the million dollar question, man. After Jordan said that, and after Jordan said that, man, I think uh, I think that may be the last of Jordan until he gets drafted, man. And I hate it for him because and I hate it for him because no, he did I mean, not they, they, mean they, 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 they asked him, they asked him, what was your favorite thing? So that was his favorite thing. And what was crazy is you could hear the <laughs> folks in the background going, "No, Jordan, no."
8: <laughs> I thought that was you back there hollering at him. That was not me. That was not me. <laughs> well, somebody tried to save him, but uh, it might be too late now. So hopefully he'll uh, get, a little, get a little talking to and get a little inspiration and go out here and play good against these daggone Gators. So, hey, man, I'll be calling you back here from Ohio. We uh, There's a lot of Buckeye fans uh, up here, but there's a lot of Roll Tide fans up here too.
0: Appreciate the call. They're coming from my man Rob from Ohio helping us out here on the show. We take this next call. You're live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Stephen M. this is George from Batavia, Illinois. How are you? Doing well, man. How you feeling? Good.
4: Very good, thank you. Um, I got Bama by 21 plus. Um, I I hope – I actually hope they sit Will Anderson because we, we're, we're, we're good with the depth there. And I think this is a chance to, to let the defense – they haven't played as good as they can. And I, I want to see the progress, especially with the backup guys, the outside linebacker, Drew Sanders. Um, you know He's going to do well, and we'll see what happens on the other side. But I think, uh, I think we're going to shine with the defense, and I believe we're going to win by 21-plus.
0: I feel you, George. I feel you. Appreciate that prediction, George. Take care of yourself. That's George from Illinois giving us that awesome prediction. He's got Bama by 21 over Florida. We take our next call here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Stephen? a young sway from down the bay. Sway! Hey, what's
7: going on? Hey, I'm finna go see see my my bookie man. Oh, I need to know what I need to do for the bet
0: on the game. You know what I'm saying? I made a lot of money last year. I'm trying to do the same. All right, keep rolling on Bama, man. Take Bama in the points. Take him in the point. Yeah. And my wife put put a stack on on Bama for the point. All right, I got it. I appreciate those steady roll tied there, man. Hey, we got we, we got Sway calling him. He's always going to have Sway calling him. Sway trying to make sure he don't work a day in his life. Gotta, when I grow up, I want to be like Sway. appreciate Sway for that inspiration right there. We take our next call on a Wednesday. We're going to go to this call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, how you doing, mister? Um,
6: Hey, man, I love your show. I just want to say thank you for producing this great content, man. you give me something to watch every single day, man. Can't wait till you go live. I love your videos, man. I love your content, man. It's great. But I got Bama by 17. And more so, what I'm really excited to see, if Nick Saban sits down Will I want to see Dallas Turner and Drew Sanders grow. Good
2: point. Dallas
6: Turner, two top 15 defensive ends. Dallas Turner was the number one weak side defensive end. Both of them are more athletic than Allen, but Allen is stocky. He can stop that run. But both are good with the hip movement. I was watching Will. I was watching Drew. I watched Drew against Mercer. He stacked that line. He stacked those blocks. He shed those blocks, and he cut. He don't have the stoutness like Allen. He can't just bulldoze and power, but he's elusive. He got great hips, and he got speed. But I just got Bama by seventeen. I got my tickets. I'm going to that showdown, Old Miss versus Alabama, and I can't wait. I got my beer hat. I got my Alabama gear, and I told my girl she's pregnant. So I'm going to paint that big belly burgundy, and I'm going to write a big white A on it. And we going to Alabama in two weeks. Old Miss versus Alabama, here we come, baby. Roll damn tight. Uh,
0: my man, what's your name, my man? What's your name?
4: In-Z, from
0: Atlanta. Absolutely. Appreciate that call right there from my man calling out of Atlanta, talking about Alabama, Florida. Even got old miss in there also. We take this call right here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling tonight? State your name and where you calling from.
3: Hey, Steven, I want to apologize. This is Senator man, uh, my twin coach Smoot called earlier, and he was kind of disrespectful towards the Florida fans. I be trying to tell him to calm down with all that, man. Everybody ain't hostile. He ain't gotta be hostile all the time. So I just want to apologize for him, you know, on his behalf. But I did have a question for you, uh, Steven. So – and I heard a caller just call in and said uh, – talking about Dallas and Drew. Um, overall, Steven, um, the secondary for tomorrow uh, – for the Saturday games against Florida. Um, Emory Jones is not scared to throw the ball downfield. His accuracy downfield is horrible. On this in the secondary, who are you looking to to step up the most this game? And then, uh, before you answer that, I would, uh, I'm willing to take um, that 1,000 that sway, gonna put on the game this Saturday, and I'd rather put it up on the uh, under for uh, Jordan Battle ever getting another <laughs> interview at this at, at the University of Alabama because
7: <laughs> my boy. <laughs>
3: My boy, he blew that one all the way up. And it was so funny, like you said, Stephen. It was just so funny. But, yeah, man, my question is to you for the chat, um, in the secondary on the defensive side, who do you expect to, to shine against Florida this weekend? And that's what either coverage or coming off the blitz or just, just, just being everywhere. Who do you expect to show up? And I'm going to hang up, brother. Once again, thank you. Roll Tide. Love my TDA fam. Catch y'all later.
0: Who do I expect to step up? That, 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 that's a good question. I'm expecting Job. I'm expecting Job to really step up in this game. I could have went DeMarco Hellams, and I thought about saying DeMarco, but because Job's a Florida kid, he's a Miami native, I expect Job to step up big time in this football game, in his coverage, and his technique, and his tackling, and trying to create turnovers. Because Job knows those NFL scouts are going to be watching him all game long, and if he's trying to be a top, if he's trying to be a top 20 pick, top 15 pick, first round pick, Job has got to do it starting off in this game. So miles be on Josh Job, We take another call right here. You are live on the show on a Wednesday. What's going on? How you feeling? State your name and where you are calling from.
3: Hey, this is uh, Smitty from Pensacola.
0: We got, we got my man from Pensacola calling in. What's happening with you?
3: Hey, man, I just want to say that, uh, you know, if these Florida cats think that Nick Saban is not going to be ready for this game, they need to think again, you know. Last last year, uh, they we end up winning the game by six points. I'm telling you, man, we about to be ready. It's about to be lit. We about to go down here to the swamp and show them how we do it. So I just wanted to let y'all know uh, that that's what it's gonna be. I think we're gonna win by 30. Roll tide, roll out.
0: Appreciate the call right there. We've got Bama by 30 here in the game against Florida. Keep those predictions coming, folks. Even drop some in the chat. If you got predictions for Bama, Florida, put those predictions there in the chat. We got my man Bill. Big Bill from New York, that $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from Bill showing us the appreciation here on the show. Uh, also. If you want to have your picture featured on the show when you call in, you send that photo to TDA, to TD Alabama team. That's TDAlabama team at gmail.com. TD Alabama team at gmail.com. You send that photo right there, and the photo with your name will be featured on the show when you call in. Just the newest wrinkle, newest element here the Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We continue here with the phone. We we'll appreciate the calls that are coming in. You guys have this out on the show, but as always, big ups there to one uh, uh, Dre Kirkpatrick as he's getting this opportunity now with the San Francisco 49ers. But we take a break here on the show. Don't touch that, Dad. When we return, we get into one, jojo earl the freshman at wide receiver alabama since 2008 saban's always had at least one freshman to showcase himself to the college football world in sec games is jojo earl next to do this i break down why he is next don't touch that down we're coming back to my own words Folks, we are back in from the break of a number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, George Shulie, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday. Coach Saban coming from his presser this evening said he, he was very pleased with the refocused intensity and energy through this week of practice. Uh-oh. Get ready. Those guys are coming to Gainesville ready to play. Coach Saban got the attention. Of this group, the veteran guys got the attention of the younger guys. Coach Saban saying, pleased with the refocus, with the re-energized uh, intensity where this group is concerned. That's big news there. Coming from Coach Saban during today's press conference. But before we get into the final topic of conversation, got going to remind you of TDAware.com. It's tdaware.com. So for all of you Bama fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship from the 2020 campaign, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. This means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk hoodie, t-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts, designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back. You head on over to tdaware.com. Do it right now. I'm telling you right now tdaware.com you go on the championship connections merch tab and you get you that gear today Show them that support for coach saban the university of alabama for student athletes and us here at touchdown alabama magazine but we discuss now one jojo earl wide receiver for the crimson tide true freshman wide receiver for the tide and this is a guy that's a difference maker of at that position. Of course, we all know the story. Early signing period, he was originally committed to NSU. He flips from NSU to Alabama. Everybody loses their mind. Who is this JoJo Earl kid? Who is he? Who is he? You go and you watch the tape and your mouth. You go and watch the tape and your mouth falls to the floor, and you're like a baby bird, ready for the mama to drop that worm in there. You are just that. Engulfed by who, how in the world did Alabama get this JoJo Earl kid? He is unreal. Now, is he at Jalen Waddle level yet? Not yet, but he'll get there. He'll definitely get there. But the reason why we're bringing him up here in the conversation is this. Since 2008, since 2008, Nick Saban has had at least one true freshman wide receiver to introduce himself, to introduce his brand, to announce himself to the entire college football landscape, the entire college football world. And that one individual has us going, holy goodness, where did Nick Saban get him from? Where did Alabama get that kid from? Where did he come? How is Nick Saban continuing to get these guys? First and foremost, I mean, Julio Jones did it in 2008. We remember the blackout game against Georgia. Julio had with five catches for 94 yards, a couple of touchdowns, and national media was like, this is a freak of nature. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? And, you know, Julio you know, did his thing. And then, of course, 2012, Amari Cooper came in here. Uh, 2012, he got that start against Ole Miss, dominated. But he went against Tennessee, dominated. But then the SEC championship game against Georgia really put it all together and Amari Cooper would be special for years to come. Calvin Ridley, the same deal in 2015. The uh, monsoon washout game against Georgia had five catches for 120 yards, one touchdown. Folks were like, this Ridley kid is sick. And then you had the trio of Jerry, Judy, Devontae Smith, and Henry Ruggs. They all made plays as freshmen in the sec and then jalen Waddle comes a year later remember the 2018 sec title game against georgia where he had what four catches for a buck 13 and a critical touchdown in that game so national media knows saban's got a freshman there's another freshman in tuscaloosa we've seen the song and dance way too many times but who is the next freshman and I truly feel like it's JoJo Earl. Just do too. I mean, Miami made plays in that game. Two catches for 25 yards. Against Mercer, left the team in receiving. Seven catches for 85 yards. Average near 13 yards per catch. And then you've got teammates that are saying, especially when Bryce Young. Bryce Young was like, hey, the moment Earl got here, we knew something was different about this kid. He got here in the summer. This was just no ordinary freshman. He's got a professional mindset. He got here. He already knew the playbook. He already knew how to school DBs. He was already running great routes. He was already making plays. Like JoJo Earl is somebody that we're excited to see develop at this program. He's got a serious mindset about himself. Jordan Battle said the same thing. He was like, man, we love JoJo. Like, he a playmaker. Like, he'd go up there and get that thing. Like, he the real deal. Like, like, he is legit. Like, he is something else out there in the field. And after watching recent guys, recent freshmen in the history of this program under Coach Saban, they take the SEC stage, they take these opening matchups and say, hey, baby, I'm here. World, here I am. Here is Jojo Earl's opportunity to hit that, to hit that, uh, that Kevin Rudolph. Welcome to the world! He's gonna hit that Kevin Rudolph and gonna welcome himself to the college football, the SEC world, with a big time performance. Keep your eyes on number 10 this weekend. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can show enough feeling. This guy is going to really open himself up to the entire world and they're going to see how dynamic Earl is on the field. But As always, Bama fans, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio got you covered there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. I see the Super Chats are blowing up here, John. So let's get to a few of these. Let's get to these as we end the show. We got Gucci Tide with that $5 donation. Appreciate the love from Gucci Tide. Roll Tide and rise up that $20 donation. Appreciate the love from him. We got one LeVar 22 with that 4 dollars in the Super Chats, appreciate one of the bar, 22. Is that Spencer Revely? Yeah! My man Spencer Reveille with that $5 donation helping us out there. Appreciate Spencer. And then Willie351, we know his thing. That's seven seventy-seven, dollars helping us out here on the show. So the Daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met. You, the fans, <laughs> tremendous job. Outstanding job. I know you guys had it in you. Outstanding job by each and every last one of you helping us out here on the show. You can also purchase um, the... TDA, if you're trying to also get your hands on the fresh edition, print edition of, of TDA, the magazine, you can get that by going to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subscriber today. That link in the description. And if you're also trying to get that four-finger bling neck and this four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys at weownthefourthquarter.com. That's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value those husbands' children. Continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. You get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself, you protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been, in my own words you <laughs>